0: Hi, this is Pastor Steve Lance from Noble Assembly of God. Thank you for tuning in today. I pray that this message from God's Word will bless and enrich your life. Chris and Amy Hales with us. We've been supporting them now for about four years, and they uh, minister in Prague of the Czech Republic, and uh, they uh, hail from Oklahoma. Hail, and then think about it. that. That was a, I didn't even plan that, but uh, uh, Chris grew up in, in Mustang, and and Amy grew up in uh, 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 Westmore area. Uh, they have two uh, wonderful teenage children. And uh, actually about 30 some years ago uh, about 32 years ago or so uh, Chris was in the youth group at what's called the bridge now it was called Mustang Assembly of God then but they brought their youth group to Noble to canvas the town to uh, let everybody know there was going to be an Assembly of God church starting and, and, and happening here in Noble and Chris was a member of that youth group sister Boykin that came over from the bridge back 30-plus uh, years ago. And so uh, that's exciting, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that the Lord was faithful to do what He's wants to do, and that is to raise up churches and raise up believers, not just here but around the world. So help me welcome Chris and Amy Hales to Noble Assembly of God this morning.
1: Good morning. Did you guys know you helped plant that church? Did you know that? It's pretty awesome. It's, pretty, it's amazing what your life can do and what your life, how, how much your life matters. On the other side of your yes is people. And as you keep saying yes to Jesus, as you keep being obedient, as you keep giving, as you keep being faithful, more and more people get to know the same Jesus that you say you know and love. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? When I came here 30-something years ago to help be a part of this small part of this thing, I never realized it could be this. It's pretty amazing to get to be a part of something like that, isn't it? And every single time you do something for somebody else, you get to be a part of something bigger than yourself. It's pretty awesome. I wanna tell you a little bit of the difference between Prague and Oklahoma. Uh, Prague, if you go to Starbucks in Prague, first of all, before I get started, I just wanna say thank you, Pastor Steve, for having us again. I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you, Noble, for supporting us for several years now. And thank you to my wife, Amy, that just is always there. I love you. Thank you to my kids as well. They're not here this morning, they're with Pop on Graham. But we understand it's kind of gets kind of tiring to have to hear me speak all the time. My son's like, can I hear somebody else? Yeah, you can. Starbucks in the Czech Republic, you walk into Starbucks and like, it's like quiet. Like nobody's talking. You're standing in line and it's like everywhere you go, people are not talking. In the the public transportation, when you get on a a tram or a bus or a train, it's silent. It's like, it's like this. You guys would do fine. It's really, really quiet. It really, really quiet. And, uh, but then you go to Starbucks in Oklahoma and you're there for like two seconds. And the guy behind you is like, hey, so how are your kids? I'm like, I don't even know who you are. Why are you talking to me? Leave me alone. I was at a drive through at Starbucks in Texas and the lady shows me all her kids. She pulls out her her wallet and starts dropping these kids. I'm like, oh, okay, that's really cool. That's (laughs) when you are in the Czech Republic for extended period of time and you come home, it's really kind of unnerving to have everybody talk to you because it's so quiet. It's just not their culture. So we are taking a little bit of time to get adjusted to being back home. We love it. We love Oklahoma. We are big fans of Oklahoma. We are great ambassadors for Oklahoma. We tell everybody, we met a girl in the Czech Republic from Oklahoma. And she was talking to us. She said, yeah, I'm from Oklahoma. I said, we're from Oklahoma. And she's like, yeah, I don't like Oklahoma. I'm like, we don't like you. (laughs) We're that loyal. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. God is faithful. God is absolutely faithful. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, you guys all know this. It is by grace you are saved, not by works, right? This is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. You are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared in advance for you to do. From start to finish, from the beginning of your salvation for your whole entire life, it is God's work in you. God works through you to accomplish his purposes, accomplish his will, to do all kinds of great things. And I promise you, if it wasn't for God, nothing would happen like it's happening in the Czech Republic right now. Amy and I are ordinary, average people that said yes. But on the other side of our yes are people. And people always matter to God. You matter to God. Somebody came after you and found you and rescued you and told you about Jesus. If it's good news to you, it's good news to someone else. I promise you. What do you do with good news? You post it, you tweet it, you Facebook it, you Instagram it. Oh, i got to share my good news. The greatest good news in your entire life will be that you met Jesus. And everybody has the opportunity, should have the opportunity to, to meet that Jesus. This week, Amy and I, in four more days, I think it is, we get on the plane again to fly back to the Czech Republic. And we both said on the way over here, we miss being here. We miss it. We know that now that we've said yes to Jesus, we've flown overseas and we've become missionaries nothing will ever be the same in our life ever again. Sometimes we don't want to be there, but we want to be here, but we can't be here because we want to be there. And it's like, I don't even know where we belong half the time. But as a result of saying yes, every single week new people come to church. As a result of saying yes, more and more people's lives are being saved. We were here four years ago, and at the time, we did not have a church, and we came to your church, and we were sharing with you uh, what was going to happen, and we were telling you all these great dreams and stuff, and we had no idea. The first term in the Czech Republic was brutal for us. I know some of your lives are harder than we've ever imagined, so I'm not trying to downplay what you've been through, but in September 2012, we arrived in Prague. We stepped off the plane, and for a day, it felt like vacation. Anybody know anything about Prague, Czech Republic? You guys know anything about Prague at all? You know, Germany? You know, does anybody know about Europe? Does anybody know anybody heard Europe? We're in Europe, okay? Um, Prague is the most beautiful city. Uh, we have things that are 1,000 years old in our city. We have a church that was across the field from where we were living at at the time. The oldest church in the Czech Republic. 1,100 was when it was first established. Is that how long you guys have been here? Close to that? Close? 1,100 years. Isn't that amazing? 1,100 years. Can you, can you, 1,100 years. It's crazy, it's such an old, old, we got there in September 2012. Prague is right in the middle of Germany and Austria. Uh, we are right in the center of, of Europe. There's 1.3 million people that call Prague home. About 400,000 people uh, that live, in, or actually about 4 or 500,000 internationals in the, in the country of the Czech Republic. Most of those live in Prague in the capital city. Last week, an article came out about Prague. Prague is 72% atheist or agnostic. You're like, I heard numbers before. I know you have. I know it's just numbers. Missions is just numbers. Millions and millions here, millions and millions there. But Czech Republic is the most atheist nation in the world, if not one of the top three. It's a very dark, dark place. But the light of Jesus is shining brighter and brighter. September 2012, we arrived in the city of Prague. We were so excited because as Oklahomans, as Americans, we were very optimistic. Anybody optimistic? Anybody pessimistic? Told them, hey, you can be, Let's be optimistic. We were very optimistic. We got there. We're going to start a church in six months. It's going to be awesome, right, Amy? We're so. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be this huge church. People are going to save. It's going to be great. People because you feel an obligation because so many churches support you and they, they get you there. And you're we got to do something great and right and you dream big and you're you told to dream big all your life and you get there and you start you start you're going to start this great church. Well, two and a half years into it, we had nothing. We it was nothing. Our, my son started having severe anxiety. He had a dream one night that we passed away. And then a couple days later, we were late to picking him up at school. The school did not tell him, but they told our daughter. And so Gideon was waiting at the gate for us to pick him up, and we never showed up, not for another hour or so later. And for the next year and a half, Gideon had severe anxiety. Just he could not function four or five times a day, had to call home and make sure we were still alive. He could not go to school without crying. We left him at the gate eight, nine years old. He cried every single morning. and cried every single day we picked him up. It's pretty hard to want to stay somewhere where that's going on. My daughter, her body physically shut down completely, did not grow for a year and a half. Um, we had no idea at the time, we thought she was just short. We started to kind of get worried when all the Asian girls passed her and hide at school. And we thought, oh, she's really short. She's, and they found out her thyroid had quit functioning altogether. The doctor did a bone scan and her bones quit growing about the day we moved into the Czech Republic. I did not feel God's presence. Amy did not feel God's presence at all. For the first year and a half, we were in Prague. It felt like we were left behind. We were lost. We were forgotten. We did not understand why we were there. It hurt. Anybody ever just, You know that sometimes serving Jesus, it doesn't feel good. Sometimes serving Jesus just isn't all blessing and goodness and sweet tea and everything. It's sometimes it's just hard. So for that first year and a half, we're like, what are we doing? We had 12 people that came to our house for Bible study. and we We're told we couldn't have the meeting anymore. So about two and a half years into it, we're sitting there going, what are we going to do? Amy goes to the store that day. She tries to grab some eggs from Al Bear, which is like a small Walmart neighborhood market type place, small little market, a smaller grocery store, not a huge one. And, the, and she t- grabs the eggs and the eggs fall over on the side. And the lady from behind the cash register starts cussing her out in check and saying every word she can think of in English and telling her how stupid she is and all this kind of stuff. And you guys know that's it's, it's usually not going to happen at Target or Walmart in Oklahoma. Not usually. She came home that day and she said, I hate these people and I want to go home. I didn't say it. it, was, it, was, it was. <laughs> I was just kidding. We both were pretty, pretty much done at the time. We began to pray and say, God, if you really want us here, we'll stay. We really don't want to stay here. The next week I had a young Czech Christian friend of ours came over to our house and she was praying for us. And she said, if you will come back to Prague, you'll see the greatest harvest you've ever seen. Two weeks later, we had a missionary retreat, and our area director, our leader, prayed for us, and he said, if you'll come back to, Har- back to Prague, you'll see the greatest harvest you've ever seen. You guys know when God speaks to you twice in two weeks, it's pretty clear. We decided there's no way we're not coming back. We came home for a year, and that's about the time I think we came and spoke here, um, and we began to raise our budget to go back for another four-year term. We got back to Prague in, in June of 2016, and the first week back, one thing after another, our car was wrecked while we were gone. It sounded like there's metal dragging the ground. Uh, we had all kinds of issues. Our basement flooded with sewer water. It was beautiful. We were, so, we we're like, we are so glad to be back to Prague. This is awesome. This is incredible. One thing after another. And then right before the day we started our church, my brother-in-law was killed in a tragic automobile accident. And my nephew almost lost his life as well. And we're like, God, why are we here? But you know, on the other side of your yes is people. On the other side of your yes, when you say yes to Jesus, it matters because this is just temporary. This life is but a vapor, and you have an eternity with God. And what you do here in this short, brief period of time matters to what happens over there forever. On October sixteenth, twenty sixteen, I believe it was, we started the church. We started Heart Prague. God said, if we just started, He'd bring people. So with twelve people, we started the church, and the first week we had twenty-three wow, that was pretty awesome, 23 people. This is really cool. And it just, it just kept coming every single week. It just kept coming. We had a family show up, and we said, we'll start kids ministry today. Let's be awesome. Started kids ministry the day we had the first kids. And God just kept doing it. And a year, the first year and a half, first two years, God began to really do something. And then the church filled up completely. It was crazy. It was amazing. And God just kept doing things. And I want to share with you one brief testimony from that first two years of church. We had a Muslim man who would come and stand in the back of the room for every worship service. Or, like, for a lot of them, he'd just stand there and just, like, this is so, I love this so much. Well, one day, right before church happened, I got, like, screamed at by the manager of the hotel. He says, you can't use this room over here. You can't do this. I'm like, but you told us, you know, like, it doesn't help to argue. It doesn't matter. So five minutes before I walked in here, we're in the middle of this huge structure that was the communist place where the, the generals and the leaders met in the Czech Republic during communism. We are now having church in this hotel. So when the Czech people come to our church, they're like, I cannot believe you have church in this hotel. This is crazy. This is amazing that you would do it. And God redeemed the space. So we're having church, and this guy comes to me, starts screaming at me, treating me like probably they were treated back in those days. Absolutely treated me ter- terribly. And so I had to preach like five minutes after this. It was great. Don't you love it when you get somebody disgruntled and they're not real happy with you and you have to preach after that? But that day, the Muslim young man that came and Stood back there during worship. He came up to me afterwards. I came back a couple days later to, to pay our, our bill and he followed me out and he gave me a hug. He says, we love you, Chris. We're so glad you're in this hotel. So all of us are for you. I'm like, Thanks, he said, if you need anything at all, he says, you got me. It's kind of amazing how God changes your perspective on people sometimes. People are people and every person needs Jesus. So we're sitting there and we begin to dream again because our our space is full. We now have over 100 people coming to a church that seats 100 people. It is wall-to-wall people. I'm not kidding. It's amazing. It's incredibly amazing to see the people that come to our church. We start dreaming about a bigger space, we wanna have a space, we start looking for it. For several months, we look for space and then one day we get a call and one of our checklists. she said, did you know there's a space by the Bacini Metro stop, the Green Line stop? It's in the same area, it's right off the stop and it's been there for a long time. So we go and we get the space and it is the right space. So we decide this is absolutely the right space. So we, we start it, and we, we have several months of negotiation. We finally get it, and it's December, and we're signing the lease. The Ukrainian owners of the space are yelling at each other the whole time we're meeting, and we're like, okay, are they, what's going on here? They hate us. They don't like us, and they're like, they look at us like, okay. All right, okay, this is great. So we signed the space. The snow starts to fall. I can still remember the day. It was incredible. And God began to establish his kingdom in, the Prague, in Prague. One more step in Prague, Czech Republic. It's It was incredible. And because of you, and because of the Oklahoma Women's uh, Department, because of churches throughout Oklahoma, you raised a ton of money, $40,000, to help us renovate our space. The Mustang sent a team of 18 men, and after two and a half months of remodeling and reconstruction with Czech people, Mustang, Oklahoma, Oklahoma good old boys showed up in Prague, Czech Republic, and in three and a half days, our church was finished. Let's give it up for Oklahoma. Awesome. Awesome, incredible. So in April, we had our very first service, and the very first service we had more than we've ever had in church. It was already full. The space is already full. God is faithful. God is incredibly awesome. And I want to share this with you, that next week we're told that we may not get to use our space anymore. God has been faithful to us, so faithful over the years. After we said yes, my daughter grew a foot, uh, lost her weight, grew her teeth, her hair started growing out. They found out what was wrong with her. she began to function right on the medicine, she began to do really well. My son began to go to school and quit calling us. He was doing fine. He was doing great. God had blessed him and taken care of him. So we thought, God's got to take care of this as well. We're sitting there after we just spent probably $60,000, something like that, to renovate the space, to have it the way we could use it for a cafe and a community center. And then we're told we can't have it anymore. You guys would be pretty discouraged. It's easy to get discouraged when you look at the things, the way things are going sometimes. But they're having a meeting, and they're going to vote on us whether we're going to get to stay or not that Thursday night. And we're like, Amy, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know. If, we, if, we, if this is over, we told everybody the wrong thing. We've, we stepped out in faith in the wrong direction. Nobody's going to trust us anymore. Nobody's going to give to us anymore. We, we're going to have to well, – I guess we can just go home. I don't know what we're going to do anymore. This is, surely God has a plan. We're sitting there, and somebody pulls up on a scooter – And we're like, okay. She takes her helmet off and Amy's like, you know who that is? She said, that's Donna. I'm like, Donna? I'm like, it's Donna. And you're like, Donna, we don't know Donna. Donna was my very first tutor, our very first tutor in the Czech Republic, the Czech language tutor, our very first one. And we had a great relationship with her. And she said, what are you doing here? And we said, well, with the space right here, we're renting the space. And she said, well, I I own the apartment above your space. I'm one of the owners that's going to be talking about your space tonight. So I'll put in a good word for you. You don't think God writes a good story. Come on, you're like, that's boring. God is incredible. He's awesome. He's amazing. God can do anything. So she comes down about an hour later and she says, they said yes. And so since then, the church has continued to grow. Summer hit, of course, when people have taken off for holiday, you get five weeks in Europe. But before summer hit, we were growing like crazy. In our church on a Sunday morning, I just want to share with you, in our church on a Sunday morning, we have people from Rwanda, Africa. Three or four students from Rwanda. We have kids from Ethiopia. We have kids from Zimbabwe. We have kids from, we have people from Pakistan. We have a man from Iran. We have a refugee family from Iraq that stepped over dead bodies during ISIS that comes to our church. We have people from all over the world that gather all because you said yes and we said yes because people matter to God. I can't encourage you enough. Don't waste your life. I am telling you from my heart, don't waste your life and don't limit yourself. I'm just an ordinary average person. Well, that's the kind of people God uses because we have this treasure in jars of clay that show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are God's workmanship from beginning to end. We are his masterpiece and God puts his hand upon our lives and he uses us to make a difference in this world. Have you guys not looked around lately, but the world is, is, is getting, getting worse. It's getting darker. But the light should be shining brighter. You are meant to be light in the darkness. You're not meant to be light in the light. How many of you guys know today you're not going to go home and turn on all your lights in your house and bring out your flashlights and light your candles? Anybody do that? It's crazy, right? You are not meant to shine just in this church. You're not meant to shine just right here. You're meant to shine out there where it matters most. The vision for this church, I can tell you, all those people out there that don't know Jesus, that's the vision. You have a great pastor who loves you and loves this church and loves you, loves your families, but it's hard. He wants to see more and more people know Jesus, just like you do. I'm going to wrap this up. tell you a couple more testimonies. I have often thought that there has to be somebody better than us to lead Heart Prague International Church. I've often thought there's probably somebody more qualified, somebody more gifted. Now, you guys have seen people on TV. There's some great preachers in the world. There, I mean, there's some great ministers, some great leaders, some great pastors. Sure, there's somebody better. But I, I kid you not. I believe with all my heart that God spoke to me and He said, "But they didn't say yes." If you will just say yes, God will use your life. And I promise you, you have to keep saying yes, and have to keep saying yes, you have to keep saying yes, because sometimes it'd be a lot easier to say no. When our kids go to college here in a few years, it'd be a lot easier to say no. But as we keep saying yes, more and more people's lives, lives matter. We're sitting in our place that we're gonna use as a cafe uh, starting in September. We are going to have a full service not-for-profit cafe, and we're gonna reach our neighborhood because there's so many people around our neighborhood that live all over the world and they walk by our cafe every morning. One day we're sitting there, and this man, about 70-something years old, walks by the front of the space, and Amy waves to him. And I don't know if she's just because she's pretty or what happened, but he came in. like He, he was in, and, and uh, he, was just, he was just wondering what was going on. And he told us his name was John. He's from the UK, and he is a physicist professor. He's retired, but he teaches at the university, the oldest university in Europe, uh, Charles University in Prague. And he said, I just saw this, and I'm just so interested. He said, I'm not a believer. I don't believe in God. He said, I haven't been to church since I had mass in Latin, which is probably 40, 50 years ago. He said, but something about this, I just want to come in. And did you know he's been there almost every single week since he came in that day? But the cool thing about that is not that it's just been John. John brought his Haitian family neighbors. They've been coming off and on pretty consistently. He brought his Russian friend, and her kids. He brought a, friend, a young man from China. I won't, I won't use his name just to make sure he's okay. But he came, and he has been coming since then. Amy got the privilege of giving him a Bible a couple weeks ago, a fire student fire Bible. He's like, this is so cool. He said, I'll read it to you, and I'll, get, I'll read it. I'll give it right back to you. <laughs> so you, he's going to go home and read the whole thing. I'm not kidding you. He's like a doctoral type student. Name's like, it's yours. And he's like, this came all the way from America, and I can have it. Yeah, you can have it as we go home today and see our 12 Bibles on the shelves, right? He's been there every week. He sent me a message today. He said, I saw your house for sale online. He said, it's a nice house. Don't sell it. I want it. And I'm like, I'd love to sell it to you, Don. But God is faithful. I just want to encourage you guys to keep giving to missions, keep supporting missions, keep loving people you'll never meet. You guys go ahead and stand with me. I want to encourage you to value your church. I want to encourage you to value this place and the people that are in it. I want to encourage you to overlook their faults and not be critical of them, to love them with all your heart. You're very fortunate to have this. In the Czech Republic, less than 1% are Evangelical Christian, 0.7%. There are very, very few churches. In Oklahoma, you get mad, just go to the next one. In Czech, you get mad, you have to stay. Guys, a person standing next to you, yeah, they're, they're flawed. They make a lot of mistakes, so do you. Show grace, I just feel like God wants you to hear this this morning. I think we take our church for granted so much in Oklahoma and I think we just get tired and we just go through the motions, we get tired of it. I mean, we just kind of like to settle into it, it's nice, it feels good. But do you literally realize that unless we tell people about Jesus, they will not hear? It's only good news if they hear it. Do you realize the neighbor that lives next door, the person that comes to the, family, the class reunion, unless they hear the good news, nothing's gonna change in their life. It's our responsibility. Mark sixteen fifteen. go into all the world and preach the good news. So this morning, I just wanna ask you if you'd bow your heads just for a moment. I'm just gonna give you a real simple invitation. Colossians 1, 16 says you were made by God and for God. You wanna know why you're on this earth? It's for God. You wanna know what you're supposed to be doing? Living for Jesus. Amy and I have said yes, we say yes again and again, because on the other side of our yes is people. People matter to God. So now I'm going to ask you, are you willing to say yes? Are you willing to say yes? If you're willing to say yes, slip your hand up. Yes, whatever you want from me, Jesus. Whatever you want from my life. Whatever you want. I know it's comfortable to live in a house down from, by your parents. I get it. I know it's comfortable to live by your grandparents. I get it. I know it's comfortable to do everything you've always done forever and ever and ever, but at some point, if you love Jesus, you have to be willing to surrender to him, let him do what he wants to do in your life. Because people matter to God. As much as you matter to God, the people that are going to hear the message matter to God. This morning, I want to ask if you're willing to say yes to what God wants for your life, whether it be to live here and to give everything you've got at Noble, Oklahoma, or or it's to be somewhere else, doing something else, moving across the seas, uh, moving to Texas, God forbid. I'm totally kidding, I love Texas. Just say yes, just say yes. The one that made you know what he made you for, he knows why you're here. He knows exactly why he put you on this earth and why can't you trust him? Trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct every step that you take because you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that he has already prepared for you. And if you don't do those good works, then they will not get done. He's got them for you. He's got them for you to do. Maybe they will get done, but somebody else will get the joy of getting them done. If you say yes, I want you to come to the front. I want to pray with you. Just step out say, yes, Jesus. Yes to you being the Lord of my life. Yes to you being Savior. He's not just Savior. He needs to be Lord as well. If you said yes, just step out and come forward. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray together. Last week, Amy and I had to say yes again at a missions conference. Because we know what it means when we say yes. We have to say goodbye to our families once again. If you're willing to say yes to whatever Jesus has for you, I'm not saying you're going to have to move to Europe. I'm not saying you have to move to Africa. But just be, just trust Him. He loves you. He's not going to hurt you. Praise you, Jesus. Praise Jesus. Have you ever wondered, honestly, is it, if there's something more to Christianity? If there's more to being a church person? Doesn't there have to be? something more than just going to church? Doesn't there have to be something more than just feeling good? Doesn't there have to be something more than just taking the same seat week after week and saying, you know what, I love this, but couldn't there possibly be something more? What if God wanted to use you in in Noble to start something or to do something? What if God wanted to use you to walk across the street to reach that neighbor that's, that's driving you all crazy? And what if it did change your life? I want to pray a prayer over you and I just want to pray as you tell Jesus yes, just, I'm just going to pray over all of you that stepped out. And I'm going to ask God to do work in all of our lives. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. For every person that came forward, I pray that as they say yes, that you'd meet them right where they are. God, I pray that you just, just bless them right where they are. And I pray that you begin to show them. Lord, I don't really know how we can go on with you if we don't even trust you. I don't know how we can go on with you if we don't have faith in who you are. So Lord God, today for those that may not quite know you, I pray that you'd reveal yourself to them in a deeper way and that there'd be some life in their relationship with you and there'd be some vibrancy to it, there'd be some joy in it. And Lord, I pray that we would sing a little louder, we'd shout a little louder, we'd rejoice a little more. We'd celebrate what you've done in our lives for you have been good to us. And I pray for those that have come forward and said yes to you. I pray that you, I can't do it. I pray that you would reveal to them what you want for them. And I pray that right now, I pray that tonight when they're sleeping, I pray that today as they drive home, I pray that in their living room, I pray that you would reveal your plan to them, just the next step. And I pray that they have the courage and the trust to take it. I love you and I praise you and I thank you. I lift them up to you all right now in Jesus' name. Do a work in Noble. Do a work in First Assembly of God Noble. Bless Pastor Steve and his family. Bless this church. Please pour out your spirit upon this place. God, I pray, help us, God, not to just be comfortable. Help us not to just be safe. Help us not to just take it easy. But, Lord, help us to work while it is still day. Help us to do something while we still can. Help our lives to matter. Help us, God, to say yes again and again and again. Because on the other side of our yes is people. We love you and we praise you and we thank you, Father, for who you are. And as church said, amen. God bless you guys.
0: Amen. Thank you, Brother Chris. Wow, what a wonderful spirit here in the service. You can be seated for a moment. What a wonderful presence of the Lord here in the service this morning. Thank you, Chris, for that inspiring word, Chris and Amy. Would you extend your hand toward this couple? Let's pray over them right now. Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, over Chris and Amy, Gideon and Karis. We pray, God, that your kingdom come and that your will be done in their lives and their ministry, Lord. They're in Prague and and just things that they're taking care of even here stateside. Lord, I know there's a situation with the house they're dealing with here that they had owned. And we just pray, God, that you would just work all of this out for your glory. May your anointing rest upon them, Father God. May the church that they have pioneered and pastored there in Prague continue to grow and to be blessed. Pour out your spirit, may lives be changed, God, and may the numbers and the percentages of Christians in Prague increase, Father, because they have said yes to you. Bless them, Lord, we pray, physically, mentally, spiritually, socially, financially, Lord, in every way. Lord, minister to them, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your anointing in the name of Jesus that breaks every yoke. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done and what you are doing and what you're going to do in their lives and in our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to receive an offering for the hails this morning. If a worship team, I think they've got a final song as they, if they would go ahead and come and prepare. We want to receive an offering for them. If you're making out a check, make it out to Noble Assembly of God and then just put their name in the memo and put your name and and uh, on an envelope, um, there on the side there put hails and then whatever amount so that we can be sure to credit uh, your uh, your giving and also know exactly what uh, we are, will be giving to them. And so every dollar this morning goes toward them and the work that they're doing and the budget that they that they have to continue to raise and, and all. And Stephen, and Lisa, good to see you this morning. I didn't even see you sitting over there. Levi, give the Canes a good hand, amen amen praise god uh thank you thank you for coming today chris and amy and thank you all for being here today what a wonderful presence of the lord amen i'm just so excited it's sunday i like what brother ronnie said this morning that sunday is the best day of the week amen how many of you like sundays better than any day all right all right amen praise god ushers would you come Team, you ready to go here, in a minute All right. When I say amen, you take off, okay? Father God, thank you, Lord, for your presence in this service. Thank you, Lord, for the yeses that were said today. Thank you for the hails. Thank you for their ministry. We pray that this offering goes to continue to to provide for them and continue to meet their need. And I thank you, Lord, that this church is going to continue to stand with them, not just with our prayers, but financially for the next many years. In Jesus' name we pray.